What's up, everybody? This is Sully Erna, and you are tuned into Iron City Rock. Hey, all you rockers out there, this is Oz Fox, and you're listening to Iron City Rock. This is Ben of the Ben Rez Rock Band saying Iron City Rocks, rocks it big. Hey, what's happening? This is Phil with Machine Head, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Yeah! Welcome to episode 142. I'm your host, John, of the Iron City Rocks podcast. You can find more information in all 141 episodes that preceded this at ironcityrocks.com. A couple cool things going on for you this time. We have got from the band Machine Head, we've got Phil joining us. Uh, he'll be interviewed by Sean, who has been involved with the show uh, really for several years, but this will be his first on-air. Uh, so I uh, hope you enjoy that. And we've also got a new band for you guys to check out called Venrez. We're going to do an interview with a member of the band as well. Aaron will be joining us for that. So, without further ado, we're going to get into Machine Head. This is a track that goes back a couple years. This is a track called Halo. We're going to get into the interview with Phil. This is uh, Sean, I'm sitting here with uh, Phil from Machine Head, and uh, you guys are in the middle of your uh, tour supporting onto the Locust, right? So, yep, how's first, the tour? first U.S. headliner. Tour's going great. Um, we haven't done a full headlining set here, a full two-hour set since, shit, 2004. So uh, we've done some co-headliners, some hour sets, but uh, have a full rig out here, it's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, it's... Um, you guys just finished up in Europe, and then after this, you're going to Australia. Yep. Headlining yep, yep. the uh, Soundwave Festival. Soundwave, we're headlining one of the side stages, and yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. So, um, you guys, uh, the new album. Uh, talk a little bit about the new album. Uh, obviously, the Blackening came off a lot of you know critical success, was nominated for a Grammy and all that. Was there uh, any pressure to follow that up, or was it? Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. I mean. We felt the same that we did after Ashes. Ashes was a, a huge comeback record for us, and we were like excited that people were digging what we were writing. So we knew as long as we wrote what got our dicks hard, then you know yeah. that, that that's at the end of the day, that's all that we really cared about was like walking out of that jam room excited and feeling that. You know, I remember the first time that I learned how to play "Hallowed Be Thy Name" by Iron Maiden, and it's that type of feeling mm-hmm. of just. Music's magical, man. You know, right. it's, it's and when you 
when you when you have something like that or when you're jamming with somebody and you sync up playing a priest song and you go oh you know you just get that feeling and that's what it felt like writing those songs cool. so the locust was we didn't feel the pressure but we did want to push ourselves right rob and dave got together <clears throat> pretty early on after we quit touring we toured for three years and i had some business at home to take care of but they got together early and started writing for it and set the bar pretty hard with this is the end so you know we want to do uh want to push ourselves as far as lyrics as melodies and solos and drumming right. and harmonies and everything you guys did a lot of different stuff with like the acoustic guitars and the strings and then you had your children actually singing on the mm-hmm. uh, record as well is it, i mean where did that kind of come from is that a you know, doing like the classical guitars, and was that something you guys would experiment with more? Or was that? Uh... Well, yeah, Rob had taken some lessons, and he wanted to kind of relearn his finger picking, and and you know, he'd listened to a lot of classical, and there's a lot of that influence in there. Um, I think it was more from a melody standpoint um, that we wanted to go in this more of. A, I mean, we've always been a brutal band, but we wanted to blend that with you know a little more melody, and not to be so trendy. Ah, oh, it's brutal and melodic you know but yeah. I mean it's it's true it's what it is is there any songs like right now that you guys are playing that stand out for you or anything off the new album that you know particularly you know stands out for you that uh, a couple of new tracks that we play or um, be still a no is is um, always a cool part of the show for me because um, my grandmother had handed out all her grandkids she had uh, Bible verses that everybody got you know this one's what I feel about you this is going to be your like your tag or whatever mine was Psalm 46 you know be still and know that I'm the Lord and had it tattooed on me you know before I joined the band and it's been kind of my mantra not really in a religious way but in a spiritual way right and so Rob incorporated it into this song of faith and persevering and and uh, he used the line that she used to tell me in the you know in the song and you know this shall pass be still unknown. Hey. So looking out and seeing hundreds of kids singing that every night is it's fucking special to me. Yeah. You know it's it meant a lot and uh, you know just to see her you know knowing that that has been passed on just been a part of it, it's just really cool. Darkness within is another cool tune that um, it's about music and music mm-hmm. being our religion and our soundtrack of our life and it's what it brings everybody together and. Um, just catchy song, man. <laughs> um, you guys also do cover albums, cover songs on the albums too. Is that something you just do for fun, or is I mean, who picks these songs, or is that just something you guys are jamming on when you're like writing the albums, like you know, looking for inspiration? Or we knew we had to do some B sides, and uh, we kind of rushed into the studio. We only had seven tunes on this song, yeah. on this record, so I mean, we broke I am hell up into three different songs, but so we wanted to have some some B sides that we needed to do and. Dave's a big rush head and we all like the old classic metal priest mm-hmm. and everything like that I wasn't a big fan of Defenders of the Faith but that song was The Sentinel was one of the songs that I had knew mm-hmm. you know pretty well I had to um, I tracked all the guitars for both of those songs so I had to go in and learn The Sentinel and you know all the little nuances of it and so it's um, after doing it it's a, it's a rocking tune yeah but if they're decided on as a band for the most part. Cool, cool. A lot of uh, you guys have been around for 20 years now, unless you've been in the band for. The band 10. has been, yeah. Yeah, the band's been around mm-hmm. for 20 years. Um, how's the scene changed? Like, over the. You know, you, you were in violence before with, with mm-hmm. Rob, actually, and, um, you know, 
it seems like metal kind of make, starting to make a resurgence now. You know, Anthrax is putting out a new album, Metallica celebrating their 30th year anniversary. Um, yeah, it is. It's cool to see Death Angel still plugging along, yeah. Exodus is still plugging along. Um, yeah, things were different back then. You could go to a show three, four nights a week in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and the scene was two, three hundred strong to where if there's a metal show, people are just going to hang out. Yeah, and it's just not that way anymore. I mean, national acts struggle. Um, there's uh, fuck. I don't know if there's a scene in the Bay Area anymore. I don't think so. You know, a couple of bars, a couple of little places here to play, but it's we had it so good back then. You know, we were the best, the best time. Mm-hmm. You know, there was Metallica was still playing unannounced shows yeah. in little clubs back then. You know, you could see Testament, and Legacy, or you know, Testament mm-hmm. and Forbidden, and all these bands, Death Angel, all all the time playing there. So it's. Um, you don't have that anymore. Right. There's a lot more festivals now, though. You've got, like, you know, the Mayhem Festival you guys just did, and Soundwave Festival coming up, and mm-hmm. you guys are doing, like, the Download Festival also in the yeah. summer. Um, and what do you, I mean, you prefer these festivals, or do you like the smaller gigs, or? I like it all, man. I like, I like the small and sweaty club shows where they're right on top of you I love the man the, the mayhem tours are awesome uh, we're headlining festivals right. now I mean Wacken and Hellfest and with full force and um, it's fuck <laughs> we're a festival headliner now <laughs> and uh, it's I just like playing live that's the reason why I'm in this band is for that energy reciprocation with the people out front playing stuff that I had a hand in writing or, you know, just the band did and just that interaction is what it's it's fucking all about. Yeah, I mean, I just saw like the, uh, the other night in Buffalo, yeah, the uh, that 13-year-old kid jump up on stage and jam with you guys on yeah. stage. States. I mean, that's that's cool. I mean, that doesn't, you don't see that happen quite a bit. You know, and it's, it's quite a gamble, man, I mean, because it's, we've done it before Mm-hmm. And uh, we brought a guy up who absolutely nailed it, and we've done it twice with the same guy. Mm-hmm. He's got Peter from Slovakia, and then this kid, man, the balls at thirteen to come to a show, hold up a sign, mm-hmm. and then get up and fucking do it and do a good job. Yeah, you know, and do a, at thirteen years old. I think that I had been playing for like a year. I've been lucky <laughs> to get through, you know, maybe you know breaking the law or something like right. that and aesthetics is a hard fucking yeah. song to play you know I there's nights where I fumble <laughs> through it sometimes you know and it's like oh you did great yeah, it's, it's you know that's I, I that's one of those those magical things where the, just the music brings you together and you know kind of, you guys are playing the download festival this coming summer and download festival as a whole you know kind of promotes like you know downloading and interacting with the fans and you know through the internet and all that but there's also like this piracy issue going on right now and you know there's those bills in congress the sopa and the the other act and you know, recently you know frankly kind of got pushed aside or whatnot but what are your well, i mean what are your thoughts on, on on stuff like that with piracy is that a problem because obviously there's a big change in you know way music's going to be distributed you know distributed mm-hmm. um you know it's like you know cds or itunes but there's always going to be that you know is there what are your thoughts on on things like that i mean my my stance is you know it's evolution Right. You know, it's technology and the way things are advanced. And, you know, I can't say, you know, don't download that and don't blah, 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 blah. Because I was the kid that borrowed, you know, my cousin's ACDC and Journey records and 
popped in a cassette and taped them off of him. You know, right. it's fucking hypocritical for me to say that's wrong. Don't do it. It's fucking a whale. It's part of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, so unless you can regulate it somehow, it's just right. <laughs> it's it's uh, collateral damage. <laughs> Talk a little bit uh, about your gear. What kind of gear do you like uh, use on stage? Um, we're running uh, through these amp modelers. Okay. And they don't give them to us, so we're not going to plug them. Right. <laughs> but we're uh, using this amp modeling unit, and uh, we love the, the 5150, old 5150 sound, and so we got those settings plugged in there. And we run through uh, Custom Audio Electronics, Brad Bob Bradshaw, uh, pedal board units with a foot controller crown mm-hmm. switch so um, you know program your like the sound of the old pedals a lot bad they're really really fucked up and really easy right. to get you know three little buttons instead of you know scrolling through a ton of shit I mean that's what the modeler is but <laughs> yeah um, you have the uh, your signature guitar the uh, Jackson Demolition mm-hmm. um, what was it like creating that and working with Jackson and it was awesome man I mean shit I, I've been playing Jackson since 86 and uh, I mean because of Rhodes Randy Rhodes right. played and I got the shark fin and that was it you know and uh, I moved on to the King V I liked I liked the King V a little bit better I mean back in the late 80s I was playing that guitar up pretty high mm-hmm. it was like uh, uh, Joey DeMaio from Manowar said they call it the, the bass necklace <laughs> it was almost like the you know the necklaces so as I I strung it a little lower and I liked the King V a little bit better but I was just jacked to even get free stuff from Jackson. Right. And then it just kind of, one of their marketing guys was like, well, hey, we're going to have to set you up with a signature sometime. And I just latched onto that mm-hmm. and called and bugged and annoyed until they were like, okay, well, yeah, we're going to get this in motion finally. And, you know, I think the people at Jackson were like, who is this guy we're giving a signature to? And it just came out and selling a ton of right, son of a ton of guitars for yeah. them so they're pretty pleased cool cool was there anything you were looking for in terms of like pickups and tone and anything you wanted to do different than what Jackson was already doing or um no I mean I put the the EMGs that mm-hmm. I was using before and, and so it wasn't um you know I I'm such the anti gear nerd right. you know getting in oh the alder body but you know you gotta go with the blah 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 it's just no man, I grip it and rip it. You know, right. <laughs> just same as my golf game. I don't don't give me your <laughs> titanium chaps and shove them up your ass. You know, it's it's heavy metal. Promo West North Shore and Coors Light present the Avalanche Tour, featuring Shinedown. With special guest Adelita's Way and Art of Dying, Tuesday, April seventeenth at Stage AE. Tickets on sale this Friday at all Ticketmaster locations. Charge by phone at 800-745-3000 or online at Ticketmaster.com. For more information, visit PromoWestLive.com. Don't miss Shinedown, Tuesday, April 17th at Stage AE. Brought to you by Promo West North Shore and Coors Light. I always wanted to learn to play guitar, but never had the time. Then I heard about Progressions Music Studio. Progressions introduced me to an entirely new and convenient method of music instruction. They brought the music to me. The instructors from Progressions Music Studio came to my home with their knowledge and expertise, which saved me time and money. They worked around my schedule and tailored a program around my needs and skill level. 
Best of all, I learned to play music like a guitar king of the 1960s. We didn't spend all of our time with drills or tunes from the 1860s. Progressions Music Studio offers a lot more than guitar. In fact, they have instructors for almost all instruments. Now I can rock it out on my electric like never before. Just imagine what they can do for you or the budding musician in your family. Don't make excuses. Make music. Check them out on the web at progressionsmusicstudio.com. That's P-R-O-G-R-E-S-S-I-O-N-S. Musicstudio.com. Or call 724-777-4678. Nickelback is back to rock you. Well, that's me. Nickelback in a brand new stage show that has to be seen to be believed. April 25th at Consol Energy Center. Nickelback with special guests Bush, Seether, and My Darkest Days. Nickelback. Tickets are on sale now. Buy tickets at LiveNation.com. Look me in the eye. 
Alright, what you're listening to is the track Karma from the band Venrez. Aaron had the chance recently to catch up with an interview, and I thought, what better way to get you in the mood for the interview? Play the song for you. So, that was Venrez. Let's get into the interview. Gentlemen, on the show with me today, I have Ben of the band Ben Rez. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, thanks. Good, good. So, Ben, um, <clears throat> I understand that you guys are on tour, so how's that going for you right now? Um, yeah, we're on tour with the band Fuel, and um, uh, we're doing our fifth show tonight here at the uh, Paramount Theater on Long Island in New York. Tour is going great. Both bands get along great. Big crowds, and... Um, I think uh, both bands are delivering a, a heck of a rock show for them. How oh, awesome, awesome. Now, for our listeners who are not familiar with your band, um, can you give them a little bit of a background of Venrez and what you guys are all about? Um, yeah, Venrez was pretty much formed in late 09. Um, you know, the main nucleus of it is Jason Womack. <clears throat> he plays guitar and writes the music. And I write all the lyrics. Uh, he sings uh, backing vocals to me which is why we get a lot of comparison to Alice in Chains because of the two-part harmonies, although I think uh, we don't really sound like that band. But we've toured Europe twice together. We started over there, much like how Hendrix had to come in the back door from Europe to the States. It's tough to break here uh, in rock unless you've had success overseas. So we've had a lot of success in East and West Europe. And, uh, excuse me, we have a new album, Sell the Lie, which is being released on Sony Red uh, here on February 28th, and we're on tour with Fuel. And, you know, it's time to conquer our own country. That's fantastic. So I'm curious about this here. So when you say that you need to conquer Europe first, did you guys form in the United States and then move to Europe? How did that whole process work? No, you know, we're off the band. Uh, Everybody lives in L.A., although I'm the only one born in L.A. Everybody else in the band's from somewhere else. But um, we were playing a lot of shows in L.A., um, and we were drawing big crowds, and uh, we had an opportunity to go to Europe uh, with some uh, more name bands as support, and we took that opportunity, and we went to Europe uh, and toured for five weeks in November, December of 2010, and we went back again (laughs) in uh, June and July of uh, 2011. Um, and we had a lot of success, and we picked up an awful lot of fans. Um, and, you know, this, the big song we all liked was Karma, and that's the single that is just now hitting radio. Uh, and uh, it's just had a lot of success with the fans in Europe. So, um, you know, now we're, you know, their radio is kind of getting forced to, to play it, you know, and uh, we're on tour with Fuel and showing everybody who we are. But, it's very difficult for a rock band to break in America now, just the way you know, I think it, it the music really industry is. set up. It's almost impossible, really. Is <clears throat> it's just it, it's just you know radio is so controlled, um, and um, you know the business is hurting. People don't really buy CDs anymore. You know, it's really only about two majors. It's very tough to get a record deal anymore, and if you do, it's a 360 deal, and the artist starved to death. The label takes all the money. And we're trying to stay independent and own as much of it as possible. So it's just very difficult. 
you know, and until, yeah, until you can go to Europe or somewhere and make a bunch of noise to where the DJ's here going, oh, that's cool, you know, we got to play this. You know, the one guy one week you play it for tells, yeah, this isn't for me, but then he hears the DJ in another state ranting about it, and then he loves it. And unfortunately, that's radio in America. Yeah, yeah, and it always has been. So I'm curious here. So when you say you're successful in Europe, I, I really do want to delve into that because Europe is always such a mystery to us in America. Unfortunately, especially right. musically, I think that we look at, you know, we, we break the acts, and there are acts that have a whole other life outside of America that are huge everywhere else, but, you know, aren't respected here. So wait, So when you say you were having your success, was it um, you played some shows and it was word of mouth, or did the DJs pick up on you guys over there, or how that worked? Mm. No, what happened is we went over um, with a pretty good band uh, with a big track record over there as a support band in November, December, <clears throat> and a lot of people showed up to all the shows. And uh, the United Kingdom, which is not an easy place to, to get fans, they're very difficult. They loved us, and they loved us in Spain, and they loved us in France, and they really loved us in northern Italy. Uh, so we got invited to come back. I mean, we could we could have gone back and headlined Italy alone. But we went back with another band uh, last summer, and wow, you know, we just drew really, really well. And it was just basically from, from touring in November and December of 2010. They, they all joined our fan page on Facebook, and <clears throat> and they were just dying for us to come back. So when we did announce the tour back last summer, you know, there had been a lot of word of mouth passed around, a lot of our music shared by fans who saw us on the first tour. It was it was very successful. It really was. And uh, and we had a very interesting experience. We were in Valencia, Spain. The band we were touring with was going to Switzerland. And we didn't really want to do the show. It was a small club. And uh, we got an opportunity because our driver was from Slovenia. So we drove 21 hours straight from Valencia, Spain to Ljubljana, Slovenia, and they had a festival going on for uh, late teen students, and uh, <laughs> three hours after we got there, we were on stage at two o'clock in the morning, and, and I mean, they announced this U.S. band was coming. We were the first American band to ever play it, and there were just thousands of kids there at two in the morning in the freezing mountains, even though it was July, it was gold, and, and that was, I think, one of the most amazing experiences of my life, really. Well, that's got to be amazing. I mean, that's rock and roll. 21-hour drive, three hours after you get there, you're on stage. That's amazing. Yeah, and to be told backstage, by the way, you're the first American band to ever play here. You know, so we kind of felt, you know, we were representing American rock in our country, you know. I felt like a Marine of rock and roll. So uh, we went out there and, uh, and definitely took it up a few extra notches for them. That's awesome. So let's talk more about your sound the fans here in America so we can try and get you more more exposure within the states here. So you guys definitely have a rock sound. Like I when I heard you it, it was it's refreshing cuz you don't get a lot of rock bands anymore. It's there's always some sort of little twist. And you guys are just straight up rock and roll. So where did those influences come from? How did that, you know, how did you guys come to craft the sound that you guys have? Well, you know, Jason's parents were kind of 70s. <clears throat> so he grew up hearing that stuff. Um, and then, you know, he found out about Jesus and Mary Chain. And he's pretty influenced by the 70s rock and that beat. And then Jesus and Mary Chain and all the bands that were influenced by them. Um, you know, so we're looking for some big kind of in-your-face rock, you know, kind of a little bit sick there, you know, heavy and um, 
with good lyrics. So when we teamed up, you know, he was delivering the music I wanted for my lyrics, and I was writing the lyrics he wanted for his music. So that's how pretty much, pretty much how it came. <clears throat> and I think we sound like something you think you've heard before, but then you know you haven't. And actually, if you really do some studies, because we cross over from 13-year-olds to 54, and the reason for it is uh, people around the world are still digging Zeppelin and the Doors and the Stones and the Beatles. They really are. And yeah. I think we bring that kind of beat back. Uh, and the way it's such a big live show, it's kind of like the 70s has been recreated in 2012 form. And I believe that's why we're having success, because I, I don't think anyone else is really doing anything quite like it. No, no, I would, I would say definitely not. I, th- I think the music scene has really gotten, it, it, it gets stale, you know, it seems to go, go in cycles. Yeah, we get up there, um, we're a big live band that goes on feel in the crowd. Every show's a little different than the next, like a Stones concert or an Aerosmith concert or something like that. We definitely don't sound like a record's playing in the background. You know, it's it's really big in your face. It's sexy, and it's really impossible to ignore that there's stops and turnarounds and things, you know, while people are bopping their head. And even if they turn their head and talk to somebody for a second, bang, you know, there's a big stop. It gets them right back into the song. So, you know, they feel pretty entertained. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the bands today are putting out some good recorded stuff, but when you go see them live, you know, after about three songs, it just everything just sounds the same. And with us, I, I don't think that's the case. Yeah, and I can't agree more. I mean, there are so many bands, especially with the advent of all the different plugins you can do with digital recording now, you know, auto-tune, that sort of stuff. So many bands cannot do it live. But if you can't do it live, you can't do it. I agree with you, and that's why we recorded it live. I mean, these guys went in... Um, I love the guys in Ben Ray. I think they're just great players. And uh, we have great players in the band. You know, Jason Womack, who writes some music, is playing guitar with us, but he played bass for Juliet Lewis and the Licks for three and a half years, recording basses and touring basses. Um, Eddie Davis, who was the second drummer in Juliet Lewis and the Licks and was with her for three years, is my drummer. Um, Alex Kane from LSD and Marky Ramones Blitzkrieg is the second guitar player. So, you know, we got some guys you can play. And Mississippi Michael Bradford, you know, childhood friend of Jason Womack, is the bassist. Um, and they've been working, yeah, you know, I mean, they've been working on music since they were 15. They're now in their 30s. So we went into the studio and they just recorded it live. You know, they just all jammed it out. And so when I went in to do the vocals, uh, we had, you know, played the songs a lot, uh, most of them on one tour and in some shows in L.A. So I just sang it, you know, from top to bottom, seven, eight, nine, ten takes per song. And um, so it really was recorded basically live in studio. I mean, that's why it sounds that way. So, you know, we back it up live on stage because we recorded it that way. There's no, there's no, there's no gimmickry going on. No gimmicks. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, how long are you guys going to be out with Fuel? All right. Well, uh, the tour started on January 21st in Daytona, and it ends on February 18th. <clears throat> Excuse me. It ends on February 18th in uh, the Hard Rock Casino in Biloxi, Mississippi. Nice. So so we got a few more weeks to go. And that's nice for my, my guys from Jackson, Jason Womack and Michael Bradford are from uh, Jackson, Mississippi. So that will be a big oh, home, homecoming for them. Yeah. And then what's next after the fuel tour for you guys? Um, excuse me. My, our management company wants us touring as much as possible. 
uh, we're talking to uh, four very big bands uh, who are going out mid-April uh, to mid-May, and we will be going out with one of them. Uh, I'm not sure which one yet, so I don't want to be mentioning who they are, but all three of them are big-time bands that, that are very they're into us, and they really want us to go with them. So we're going to be done on the 18th. We'll go back, and we'll probably start recording uh, some of the stuff we have for the next album after Sell the Lie. Sell the Lie, the current album, releases on February 28th, but we've already got most of the next record uh, pretty much you know, done uh, as far as playing some of it live and doing some demos. So I think we'll start recording maybe the five uh, that we have so far before we go on tour again. We're constantly writing and, and bringing new music in. So when we do a, a concert, we go on a tour, you know, we're playing a current album, but we're also playing two or three songs off the album we're yet to record next. And it's important to continue to do that because you just have to play so many of your new songs live before you can record them. See what the audience, you know, get, uh, you know, get fan and audience reactions to the songs as, as you pick them. That's cool. Very cool. Well, hey, Ben, we don't want to take up any more of your time because we know you're pretty busy here on tour. I just want to thank you for taking the time to do our show today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I love doing it. Van Halen, new album, new tour. Same attitude, especially this. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Friday, March 30th at Kunsol Energy Center. Tickets are on sale now. Buy tickets at LiveNation.com. For VIP packages and more, go to Van-Halen.com. New album, A Different Kind of Truth, available now. Don't miss Rise Against with a day to remember and title fight Sunday, May 6th at Stage AE Outdoors. This show has been moved from the Trip Total Media Amphitheater. All previously purchased tickets will be honored. Don't miss Rise Against with special guest a day to remember. Sunday, May 6th at Stage AE Outdoor. Tickets on sale now at all Ticketmaster locations. Charge by phone at 800-745-3000 or online at Ticketmaster.com. For more information, visit StageAE.com. Rise Against, originally scheduled at Trip Total Media Amphitheater, has been moved to Stage AE Outdoors, 400 North Shore Drive. Rise Against, now at Stage AE. All previously purchased tickets will be honored. Join us May 6th at Stage AE for Rise Against and a day to remember. Brought to you by Promo West North Shore, Coors Light, and the Exit 105.9. All right, and that about wraps it up for Episode 142. Thanks again to Phil from Machine Head, uh, not only for doing the interview, but putting on a heck of a show at Stage AE in Pittsburgh uh, the last week of January. Also, a big thanks to Ben from Venrez coming on and giving us that sort of Stone Temple Pilots groove he had going on in that music. So, great stuff. I want to thank all of you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us. You can find more information on, uh, on us at facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks or ironcityrocks.com, twitter.com forward slash ironcityrocks. Uh, we're getting to a really exciting time of the year. Uh, I know as many of you on the East Coast and really all across the country, this is the time of the year. When week after week all the great summer and spring concerts start popping up. So invite you to keep an eye on that. I know um, many of you probably got the news about the Mayhem Festival with uh, Slipknot and Slayer. Uh, and I'm sure there will be many, many more shows to come. Uh, we look forward to seeing as many of you as possible. The Van Halen gig in Pittsburgh if you're available uh, to say hi. 
So, again, thank you all for taking the time to listen, and we will catch you next time.